What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Matthew Anthony Hawkins here with another Around Town in Chilliwack podcast. If you haven't yet, I'd love it if you went over to iTunes, check out podcasts, search up Around Town in Chilliwack, and make sure you hit that subscribe button. I'd really appreciate it. Today on the podcast, I have Rene. He's an awesome local Chilliwack guy, born and raised here in Chilliwack. And you'll love hearing what this guy does for a living and what he does for his spare time. If you're thinking of buying or selling your home, I recommend you talk to Ron Laser. He is a very smart guy and down to earth. He's also local owner of Decades Coffee Shop. He's a longtime Chilliwack resident and just all around good guy. So if you're thinking of buying or selling your home, talk to Ron first. And without further ado, here is the latest episode of Around Town in Chilliwack. Renee, why don't you uh, introduce, who are you? What are you doing here? Well, uh, Renee Croshaw, I'm uh what do I do now? I got a real job, and then I'm still kind of an adventure athlete and travel and ski, rock climb. And Are you a longtime Chilliwack resident? Born and raised. Born and raised. Good stuff. Um, so what's your real job? Why don't, we, why don't we put the formality stuff away uh, quickly, and then we'll move on to the other stuff? I uh, do environmental consulting. So, yeah, do mapping and anything outdoors. That has to do with the environment. So just, just here in Chilliwack, or are you... Uh, Pretty well all over the province. Yeah, wherever the work takes us. Okay. So yeah. some of the places you've you've gone to visit with that? Oh, pretty well all of BC, most of the rivers, lakes, all the west coast of BC, Yukon, Northwest Territories. And so when you're doing um, mapping or environmental consulting, what, is, what does that mean? Like, what are you looking for? Well, a lot of times we're doing basically a reverse... 3d map yeah reverse topographical map so we're doing bottom imaging okay of streams lakes waterways you're hopping in a boat and yeah yeah most times in a boat so we got a sonar system and uh it uh sends pulses down and brings us information and it gets surveyed and processed and then out comes a map so is that like just quick like you rip up the river or how does it get done it's pretty slow it's like it's pretty well mowing the lawn yeah yeah so you're just doing a grid and gps base so you're so how much space are you doing at a time uh all depends on the water depth so yeah the deeper it is the wider you can go okay yeah so that's not too bad though you get to like travel around the province and hang out the office is very nice yeah (laughs) bc is a nice province to work in so how did you how did you get into this? How what's your background? I did a lot of jobs, you know, started off and did a little apprenticeship and for, you know, steel manufacturing and then kind of found something where I could ski in the winters and still had a good, you know, union job for the nice. For the summer and then gradually, you know, upgraded education throughout the years and then yeah, my best friend had a company and he's starting it out and uh, needed some help and I ended up getting involved with him and yeah, it seems like it just took off. That's awesome. Yeah. So what what made you want to make uh, Chilliwack? It's like, it's your hub. It's your home. Um, long time born and raised. Like why Chilliwack? Well, all you have to do is look around. We're surrounded with mountains, beautiful valley. Still got country, a little bit of city, yeah. You know, and then within an hour you can go anywhere 
any direction you want and you can be in the middle of nowhere yeah which is quite nice you know having to sit in traffic every weekend to get home and yeah well you just drive down to the boat launch don't you and (laughs) hop in the boat there's no traffic oh there's lots of traffic when we have to go in the city yeah Yeah, it's yeah yeah, i don't know how people do it yeah so you mentioned uh your job lets you ski in the winter yeah that i follow you on instagram we're friends on facebook you ski more than just in the winter (laughs) well yeah this year it's been yeah it's gonna probably be the full cycle yeah so yeah definitely over 100 days already and so we've we've talked about this before but maybe just tell people like you recently had an amazing trip overseas and got to go hang out in japan yeah i got to go to japan with you know one of the leading uh ski photographers in the world grant gunderson and then a magazine from sweden was doing an article so we all kind of pulled together and went over there for a month and skied some of the deepest lightest driest snow i've ever had in my life i just love how like this is like day to day for you you're just like yeah yeah no big deal we went skiing in japan <laughs> like it's amazing like how how do you do that like have do you have a skiing background like how big of a skiing background do you have well, I started skiing a little late. I played hockey till about 12 and then through school getting the learn to ski program yeah. and falling in love with it and then my mom kind of saying, "Okay, got to go skiing or hockey. What are you going to pick?" So, I just kept going with skiing and had some good friends and kept getting better and better and then kind of doing moguls and a little bit of racing and and then in my later teens doing more of the freestyle yeah and then kind of like jumping off cliffs and jumps and so did powder it, and kind of progress from there and did it become competitive skiing at all yeah at it did time? yeah yeah it did so what's what did that entail well i did moguls not a big national level but just for fun up to a point and then when i was 20 i believe started wanting to get serious and that's when kind of extreme skiing kind of was coming around into the professional contests so yeah 1994 with help some friends got into the world extreme skiing championships in valdez alaska okay so i did four years up there and skied some of the incredible steepest stuff i've ever seen and with some of the best skiers in the world once i grew up watching in ski movies so it's wow. kind of cool to uh hang that's, out with those guys <laughs> that's amazing what uh what's one of your most memorable moments skiing oh that's <laughs> there, a tough one if you're to pick one off the top of your head right now we won't say it's number one we'll just say it's a memorable one a memorable skiing yeah well my last trip yeah actually yeah i got to ski during the full eclipse last week so where where'd you do that uh we went to the sawtooth mountain range down in idaho wow and we were pretty well on the scientific dead center of uh the totality so that's amazing so what you just hop on a lift and head up to uh the top of a mountain or what do you do no there's a lot of (laughs) a lot of planning and research 
but we actually that was our plan b our plan a was to go down to oregon to a cascade volcano called mount jefferson and due to forest fires they closed down the whole entire wilderness area so that had the best snow and the most snow because of the glaciers so a couple guys pulled out and i was like well i'm not gonna give up on this one so contacted a couple more people and got on the google earth and started scanning mountain ranges and then this one was high enough and looked like it had patches and you know scoped the internet for recent photos to see if there was enough snow to allow us to get in and then yeah planned it from there wow so how long were you gone for like how how long did it take to get where you wanted to go well it was a good 12 hour drive from Chilliwack and yeah pulled in the parking lot and it was late so stayed there and then got up in the morning and did about eight miles in with probably 80 90 pound packs and yeah, all our skis gear. on your back and yeah to yeah. base camp and found that and then spent a couple days hiking the peaks around there trying to find the right angle and using the sun app and trying to know where the eclipse is going to be for a ski shot yeah (laughs) that's amazing so it was a little bit of planning so what made you like a lifelong goal like this was a big deal for you what what made you want to do that like how long ago did you decide you wanted to do that well i thought it was always in my head it'd be kind of cool but then a couple years ago we had some friends go up to the arctic circle and they did a big shoot up there and and then the video was just it's like i want to do that you watch their video of it and their experience and talking to them and they're like yeah that was the coolest life experience ever yeah wow um did you guys do video on this last trip uh a little bit it was mainly still yeah yeah what and so it was like you had total eclipse like what was that like skiing during a total eclipse well, it was, we kind of stopped for, for a minute just because it was such a, an experience. So we found the snow and then it's just like trying to, you know, for as the, you know, the photographer I had with me, you know, trying to just, you got special filters. So you're trying to get the sun with the athlete and getting it perfect because you're off a little bit, then you're blacked out. Yeah. So we had to hike that slope probably i don't know 50 to 60 times and so during the whole cycle up to totality it was like hiking a couple hundred feet skiing down hiking a couple hundred feet skiing down just to try to get the shot just right yeah that's what people never see with like photos like that yeah the work that went into getting it right yeah and you know, most people don't have an eclipse to practice on. <laughs> yeah. You know, they tell you to shoot the moon or this and that, and you're reading the books, you're looking at video, but it doesn't set you up for the real experience. So, yeah. Yeah. And realizing, oh, we should have had a longer lens. We don't have a lens. <laughs> <laughs> and just making it work, you know. Oh, for sure. And troubleshooting. And then, yeah, just as it, you know, taking a breather and just as it's hitting totality, it was just like, a big flash and then it just went pitch dark and then there was a 360 degree sunset and then it just you're just looking at it and it was just in awe yeah and everything was quiet it got cold and yeah it was 
something else. It's hard to find words. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then we're like, oh, crap, we got to be shooting this. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get the last little bit of totality, and then boom. And then it. How long was the totality there? Because, like, here uh, in Chilliwack, it was 85, maybe 90%. We had full 100% for about two minutes and 13 seconds, I believe. Wow. Which felt like 30 seconds. It oh, didn't I bet. feel like. Probably didn't even feel like that long. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, and when are we due for our next eclipse? Well, if you want to jump on a plane, you can go to Argentina and Chile in 2019. So Southern Hemisphere. Yeah. And then they got another one next year in 2020 down closer to Patagonia. Okay. Area of Chile and Argentina. Yeah. So. But what about here along, you know, the 49th parallel? I'll be long past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's amazing. Like, and I loved how excited people got about it. That uh, even my own kids, they were making their own eclipse boxes so they could watch yeah. it. And yeah, it uh, it caught on. The fever caught on for sure. But after seeing it at a hundred percent, I don't know if I can see a partial ever again. Oh, it just, it's it, I, and while you're skiing. Yeah. 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 It's one thing to see it a hundred percent. It's another thing while you're on top of a mountain in powder skiing down it getting your photo taken yeah and photos turned out well photos have turned out so far so good yeah yeah he's been sending a couple trickling through the last couple days so it takes a little bit that's awesome downloading but yeah we'll see where they end up yeah so like what do you do with those photos now like you did you guys just go on your own or were you sponsored or well i have uh companies that endorse and we kind of just did a freelance it was easier last you know kind of a through the plan together and went and then yeah. we'll give them first rights you know we'll send them the photos and if they want to use them and then yeah. we get them off the photographer and then they'll go after that they'll go to the magazines for submission that's pretty awesome yeah um so you said you have some companies that uh, you represent or are sponsored by like who yeah, I'm a brand ambassador for uh, Mervyn Manufacturing. They're kind of a snowboard company that has gone into the skis now, so Liptech Skis and then yeah. Eddie Bauer Clothing. Okay. And One Ball J, they're a wax company. And then I have Lecky Ski Poles. Wow. And this Avalanche Equipment Company called Backcountry Access. So, yeah. So how did you get in touch with all those guys? Like what, what pulled you down that street? Oh, kind of over the years, like competing, you know, on the world tour for, I don't know, what was it, seven, eight, nine years, you know, you get your contacts and then working with film crews and photographers over the year, you have contacts and yeah, it just builds up and then, you know, they like you to wear their product and send you on trips and you're like, okay, sure, we'll make <laughs> it work and yeah. yeah, and then you realize you, you know, you're valuable to the brand, so you try right. to promote the product and something the products i have are ones i believe in so right it's not hard to use because i'd go out and buy them right so it's nice to represent them yeah for you it's not just a it's a it's not just a paycheck you're just it's something you actually yeah. stand behind totally 100 percent. that's awesome um and then your your family your your daughter is like following in your footsteps with skiing yeah it's kind of nice you know, because everybody thinks I named her, but it was actually my wife came up with the name Winter. So, wow. which kind of takes the heat off me. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she just 
caught on to the skiing. She just had that natural ability, so we never pushed her. We just, okay, let's go, you know, and she just excelled at it. So, yeah, and last year she entered some of her first events, kind of the junior free ride tour. And wow. Made it to the championships at the end of the year. Youngest girl out there at eight and competing against all the 12-year-olds. So, yeah, and she finished eighth overall. So it was kind of, it was kind of proud. Amazing. Yeah. So I was kind of a coach dad, kind of trying to put the coach jacket on and not be the dad. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And so why don't we bring it a little bit more local about yeah. Chilliwack. Like, what what is it that you love about Chilliwack like you and I we've had some good conversations about this town this city um what does Chilliwack have going on like we we talked a little bit earlier already about you know it's there's just look around basically but what else like a little bit deeper what what do you love about Chilliwack it's still not too big it's got great school you know family based yeah you have your lakes, hiking trails, mountain biking, you got your sports fields. And it doesn't have that, you know, the skyscrapers, you know? Yeah. You look out your window and you can see the mountains. Yeah. You got the river, you know, you have fishing, you, get, you have everything you need in one little area. Yeah. And then if you want to get out for a half hour, you know, you're in the mountains. Yeah. You know, like they're... You know, tourism Chilliwack, you know, the great outside. Like, that is the best motto. Cause yeah, what a great slogan. As good as you get here, you know. So locally, what uh, what mountain do you like to head up to when you have the time? Well, it depends on the, <laughs> the time limit. There's hundreds to choose from. That's the nice part about it, you know. Yeah. You know, if you want a quick overnighter, you can go up Elk or Chiam or McGuire. So when you say a quick overnighter, like... Um, did you grow up like heading up to the Alpine and hanging out overnight and then coming back down the next day or how'd you get into that? Uh, yeah, my cousin was really big in the climbing and mountains. So he always, I think he just needed a climbing partner and dragged me up all the time, which was kind of cool. But, uh, yeah, my brother and I, my mom would, you know, bring us up in the mountains when we were like 12 and we'd camp for the weekend and hike back down. And yeah, we were always kind of in a tent all summer. So it was kind of cool. That's awesome. Um, so aside from elk, like, say your average person, like, what would you recommend for them to go check out in the? Because that's one thing I find in Chilliwack. You, you can find the people that they love to head up into the mountains, and you know they know about Chipmunk Caves and um, Lindemann and uh, Green Drop Lake, and like they know all of that stuff. And then you have other people that have no clue whatsoever, like. Like even uh, Mount Tom, they don't even know about like. There's a great like afternoon afternoon hike yeah. to go hang out. Yeah. So what would you recommend? Teapot Hill. Teapot, and... <laughs> which is not a hill. Like people, <laughs> people need to understand. Like Teapot Hill is not just a hill. Like, um, my wife and I always laugh when we go and do it because you get like you have people in the parking lot that start heading up Teapot Hill, and they're like, "Wow, this is actually more of a hike than a hill." <laughs> But it is a hill compared to what's surrounding us. Oh, so, for sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. But, so what would you recommend? Like, say you want to go out overnight, where would you tell people? 
Like elk is known. Like you can do elk in a day too, no problem. Yeah. And well, the Chiam Basin's beautiful. Spoon Lake, Lady Peak. Yeah. Thurston. And Thurston has the. That's where the airplane crash is, right? Yep. Um, have you been up there? Like. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, it's got to be 15, 16, 17 years. Yeah, okay. A long time. How how old is that airplane crash? I'm not too sure. It ha- it's a lo- It was quite a long time ago. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I'd have to look back in history. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I've seen pictures of it. I still haven't headed headed up yeah. there at all. So. Yeah. And then there's the Celesi Memorial hike, like up to the base of Celesi, which is just amazing because you're right in that north rugged Cascade region. Right. And there's Chilak Lake, and you know, then there's Jones Lake. You know, the road's a little rough, but once you get up there, it's, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous, yeah. Yeah. The only thing I hate with Jones Lake is how badly people treat the campsite that's up there. Yeah, it's getting sad. It seems like the city people just come out and dump all their garbage. and Which seems like yeah. a really hard road to have to drive up to, to go dump your garbage. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if it's just the youth of today, just they don't appreciate the outdoors and they don't know how to clean up after themselves no one's taught them (laughs) (laughs) which is so i i just find mind-boggling because it's like i i don't just walk anywhere like even in the city and just drop my garbage on the ground and think well somebody will clean it up yeah and then you see the piles of garbage garbage up there and it's yeah yeah yeah, and it seems like it's almost on every trail now like i don't know how many times i come out of the backcountry with a garbage bag yeah. And so do not, you do you carry a, do you carry a garbage bag with <laughs> always, you? Always, always, yeah, yeah, always picking up garbage. Yeah, which is it's sad. Yeah, it is. That you sad. have to you have to yeah. carry a garbage bag with you. Yeah. Well, um, what about here in town? Like, what uh, what would you love to see happen in terms of outdoors here in Chilliwack? Well, some of the access roads would be nice to have them kind of worked on and maintained a little better so with like which which access roads well like cham and well yeah but maybe it's good the way it is because now you're not you don't get as much garbage you know, right it's kind of you're thinking of it well if it's a highway how much of an impact on the environment is it gonna have yeah and sham already has a good number of people that head up there yeah. right and that road's not it, great it's not great but it seems like it's it doesn't have as much garbage yeah so it's nice and then i don't know there, i just think that there's a lot of backcountry that we could access but you know there's a lot of old gates you know from deactivating logging roads or logging roads that have just not being used and i think it could be utilized if the gates are open yeah it's been a hot dry summer <laughs> yeah all right well it's been nice no rain but uh yeah forest fires are crazy and we've got like massive one like on the brink in harrison yeah like, and sounds like it's man-made so well, both of them on that human caused side. or whatever yeah. the term is now um i was recently down at ross lake and you can cross the border there yeah and but it's still legal to have for uh, have a fire in washington in washington yeah but <laughs> you go like half a kilometer a kilometer north and our province is burning yeah which is i find bizarre because the only access to ross lake 
pretty much is through Canada through Canada unless you want to take a boat yeah Um, but even that I I heard was you have to hike for a mile um, in Washington off the highway and then down across the dam and get to a boat yeah Yeah. which seems like a lot of work I can't imagine a lot of people doing that a lot of people do that (laughs) (laughs) but uh, still like the fact that you can just go that far and have a fire it boggled my mind yeah it's crazy just even the consideration factor mm-hmm. right like yeah um so what's what do you what did what's your perspective on everything that's going on and well you know i i'm kind of glad that bc you know closed the backcountry in spots and zero tolerance because i don't lot people are not very responsible anymore <laughs> they can't have a fire they can't have a barbecue they you know they flick their butts out the window yeah. It's like that. Oh yeah, you drive down towards Abbotsford there yeah. and look on the highway. It's insane. It's like, you know, everybody has a can in their car or pop or a water bottle. Like put your if you're going to smoke, put your cigarette in there. Yeah. Cuz it's just, you know, reckless to flick it out the window and obviously they don't care cuz people are doing it every day. Yeah. It's sad. And then up in the like what do you do you head up towards like the 100 mile caribou? Williams Lake area very much yeah a f- few times a year yeah, yeah. so yeah. have you have you gone up at all this summer uh no we'll be probably heading up there mid mid September okay for a few jobs and it'll be totally a different landscape yeah I was just gonna ask you what yeah. do you what do you think you'll see like will you be in shock or well it's probably gonna look like a black and white photo yeah, yeah it's gonna be because that was beautiful country to travel through oh so, for sure yeah the devastation is just crazy yeah i remember driving through um barrier after forest fire what 15 years ago like where they basically evacuated that town yeah and that is minuscule compared to what uh we're dealing with right now oh yeah because like that elephant hill forest fire is just amalgamated with what i can't remember what the other one was but like it's huge yeah it's crazy yeah, and then around Williams Lake and that whole area, you know, you know, they had that big issue with the pine beetle, and then now, you know, all this dead standing timbers, yeah, gone now. So it's just gonna be, it's gonna have to be some big reforestation. Have you had to projects. do anything with pine beetle with? Uh, no, no, okay, because no. that's amazing how that's hit our province too. Is I I got to do a couple videos on that and it's crazy yeah it's you know you hear people talk about two degrees three degrees warmer will you know you didn't get those minus 30 days anymore to kill them and, yeah you know that extra couple degrees is enough to have them breed and take over it's and, crazy you know gradually over the decades they expand but it sounds like they've eaten themselves out of uh, trees now yeah so well it like spread down towards the states right is that the direction the yeah it went? went right down in yeah, yeah. So. but now we're left with the aftermath of all these dead trees yeah and then throw in a forest fire and or a few forest fires mm-hmm. yeah it's crazy um side note too uh for for here um you're a member at large with uh john martin Right? Is that your official title with John Martin? <laughs> I guess. With the BC Liberals? <laughs> you and I, I think you and I both carry that same title. And we, we both don't totally <laughs> know what that means. 
sitting uh, on the fence. I don't know. Look, watching everything. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. How how have you found that being a little kind of having your fingers dabble a little bit in local politics? It's kind of cool sitting back watching. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you've gotten to know John a little bit too, yeah. right? Oh yeah, he's a great guy. He does a lot for the community. Yeah. yeah. Um, how do you like being involved a, a little bit? Uh... It's fun. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. 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 If you have some goals and some beliefs and yeah. Which you're you're not short on. Like you and I have had some good conversations about different yeah. things. And yeah. um, have you found that you've been able to to share not even necessarily with John as our MLA here in Chilliwack, but even um, city councilors and um, oh yeah, totally. Yeah, yep. you're able to get your voice out there. Yep. Uh, and there's a lot of you know there's lots you know we like this area. It doesn't matter which party. They have great representation. You know everybody has great ideas. So as long as people listen, try to f- be nice to get them all on the page, yeah, same page, and then for the better for our community. Yeah, um, Sam Waddington, the local counselor, yeah. he's huge outdoors guy. Have you connected with him very much? Oh yeah, tons. Yeah, yeah. he's got a great shop, and yeah. yeah. Do you go down to Mount Waddington's very much? Yeah, when I need to buy things, <laughs> <laughs> it's buy the best things. outdoor shop yeah. in Chilliwack by far. Yeah, yeah. When I need things, I will buy it there. Yeah. Um, he was a. Uh, he was a big proponent for putting in the disc golf course that's yep. over at by FG Leary Elementary. Yeah. Have you uh, gone and played some disc golf? I haven't yet here, no? but I'm going down this weekend in the States. My buddy has a big, he has about 10 acres, so he has an 18-hole course on his yard, and he has what he calls the goose game. So. The goose game, what's that? That's his last name. Okay. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so he calls the goose game, so yeah, all the winter crowd kind of gets together and yeah, brings their RVs and camping and plays yeah. disc golf. And Have you played before at all? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You like it? Yeah, it's pretty fun. All right. Yeah. Well, you go down and get some practice and then come back up and uh, we'll go hit that one over by FG Larry. Because uh, we've had, I've gone out, we actually, I bought some, some discs and nice. found out really quickly that it's not Frisbee golf. No. You could use a Frisbee, but I, I feel... It wouldn't work very well. No, it... I, I I was shocked to find out like there's a driver and a mid range and a putter. Oh yeah, and, like, it's just like golf. Yeah, and just as frustrating. Oh yeah, especially with like uh, a very marshy, wet area. Area that uh, I don't know what it is, but your disc tends to uh, gravitate towards those areas, just like your golf ball does. Yeah. So when you come back, we'll we got to go head over there and definitely. I'm terrible. <laughs> terrible. It's all about attitude. Yeah. It's so much fun though. Like we've, uh, hockey buddies, we've gone out a couple times and just had a great time. So I love that scent. Like what a great way to turn a park that was, it was used, but it definitely wasn't used a lot. No. And throw in a few, nine, nine metal cages for disc golf and a few cement pads. Yeah. And we got tons of green space in Chilliwack and, you know, we got plenty of, playing fields and not everybody plays soccer not everybody plays baseball so it's nice to have something for everybody in the community oh for sure um we had a an olympics when you mentioned all those sports we did uh, disc golf and then we went over and we played uh baseball right at fg yeah. Larry. there's some fields right there and then we went and played frisnock are you familiar with frisnock no i'm not 
you set up two poles in a backyard or wherever and uh you put a bottle or a can on top of each pole yeah and then using a frisbee toss it back and forth trying to knock the bottle off or the can off of the other guy's uh pole and uh yeah that uh it's the can knocks off what happens you have a chance to catch it okay and if you don't catch it if you don't catch it then the guy throwing the frisbee gets a point okay and uh we we did it the the hard way but i think if you if you end up catching it after he knocks it off you should get a point but uh, we didn't do it that way. So we had games that lasted way too long into the night. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, you know, you're supposed to be holding a, a pop while you do it. Yeah. Have a drink if you uh, don't catch it. Or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's for a good night. So why don't we flip things here? What What is it that you'd love to see in Chilliwack that's not happening right now? We talked a lot of positives. We talked, like, without... I doubt this is a great community to live in but what would you love to see to make it even better well the downtown's kind of starting to die you know and now we got the homeless issues and you know the crime you know so it'd be nice to have that turn around yeah you know get some more policing and try to f- figure this out somehow yeah well you've had to deal with some crime issues haven't you Oh, yeah, I think everybody has, Yeah, you know, and it's usually it's just the small stuff that you blow off because if everybody inundated, you know, well, your wheelbarrow or your rake or shovel goes stealing, you can't just always call. Yeah. So that's what it it starts with, right? Yeah. Yeah, it adds up. But I don't know. It's just like you need to have a big forum, I guess. See what these other communities are doing, states and, you know, countries are doing and tried yeah. to emulate it yeah somehow huh and it's crazy because we have it's not even just Chilliwack like people you go on like any sort of Chilliwack beware site or whatever Facebook group there is and people just lose it about Chilliwack but it's like the whole lower oh, mainland's dealing with every stuff. city has issues right yeah everybody has substance issues in every city in the world yeah you know it's just this was such a small community and now it's growing so it's a little more on the radar yeah and you got everybody posting you know yeah anything from like a rake being stolen to yeah a major issue and if you leave your purse in your car even if you do that in vancouver city you're you're asking anywhere for <laughs> anywhere <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so that's just like leaving your hamburger on the couch and having your dog eat it, you know? <laughs> and getting there. mad at your dog. Yeah, <laughs> and getting mad at your dog. So, <laughs> Which, do you guys have a dog? No. But you do have an animal in your house. Oh, we got a couple bunnies. <laughs> but they're not just a couple bunnies. I got to come over to your house one night and, like, they're trained, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> My daughter and wife trained it in, like, a day. Yeah, they hop around and they actually use a litter box. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's like a cat. Kind of. I think they're a little better. I don't know. I, I, would, a, I would like a bunny more yeah, than a cat. Yeah. I had a, a cat. 21 years. I think just... 21 years 21 it lived. 21 day. Yeah. 21 years. Oh, that sounds like punishment. Oh, <laughs> well, the last year was because yeah. she just meow all night and the whole house, nobody slept. Yeah. So we weren't too sad at the yeah. end. <laughs> Bad to say, but... It was a good cat, but yeah, these bunnies are chill. You know, they're kind of 
you know, I got their food and whatever else and low maintenance. So nice. When we're busy, it's it's a nice animal to have. For sure. That's I've never met someone that had uh, pet bunnies like you. <laughs> <laughs> I've met people that live on a farm that have rabbits, but that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I had one outside when I was little, but I never had him inside. I wasn't. I got outvoted at first, so yeah, there's nothing I could do. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, what sort of? Let's just close it off with this. What sort of advice would you give to anyone uh, growing up, wanting to get into uh, the outdoors and and make a living out of it? Because that's what you've really done somewhat yeah <laughs> right like you're involved with environmental studies but you're also involved with with skiing like pretty much everything you do is yeah, involved with being outdoors kind of outdoors yeah so yeah, what what sort of coaching advice? in that uh just try everything and then just find where you want to put your energy and follow it follow your dream don't be afraid nice because you know life's short you got one shot at it so you may as well enjoy it yeah you know so takes work but passion will put you through the work so there you go yeah (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) thanks so much man yeah no problem all right cheers